if you have your Bible, I invite you to join me in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Or if you have your Westover app, you can open that up. And we're going to look into God's Word. We're going to deviate just for one weekend uh, on our series we've been in. And I'd like to speak this weekend on the subject, to live on the giving side. I want to invite every one of us in your life, in every way, to live on the giving side. There are some people in life, they feel like they always face a headwind. I hear this. People will say, Pastor, I don't know why. It just seems like everything is always against me. I feel like there's always resistance in my life and my goals and what I, I, I want to do better. But they always feel that headwind. But there are some, it seems like they have the tailwind of God's blessings. And they just, they just seem that everything they, they do in every venture, God just seems to enlarge and accelerate. What is the difference? What's the difference between someone floundering in their faith and someone flourishing in their faith? What's the difference? I want to suggest to us that God's Word teaches us that in order to, in order to accelerate God's blessings, we can do it by living on the giving side. I listened to a TED Talk the other day, and I was so intrigued this uh, uh, about a week and a half ago on this TED Talk, and the lady said she wrote a book on it, and I read her book. And she said in her book that, that to bring energy, she said to bring happiness, studies have, been, ha- have, have occurred, that people who have, are the most energetic, the most positive, the happiest people in life, she said there's one thing that can make that happen in your life. It's not exercise, and there's nothing wrong with exercise, okay? <laughs> it's not eating better, and there's nothing wrong with eating better. But she says the one thing that research has revealed more than anything else that produces empathy, happiness, and energy in somebody, she said, is generosity. Generosity. And as I thought about that, the, the, this occurred to me. We as believers have the opportunity because Scripture teaches us to live on the giving side. Now, we have an idea, common idea, that if, that if we give something or spend something away, that it's a loss. I, I spent that money. I, I no longer have it because I spent it. However, if I spend an hour with my grandchildren, I haven't lost it. I've actually gained. There is this... There is this factor in life. There is this, there is this attitude. There is this spiritual dimension that if we can capture it, will enrich our lives to a greater way. And that's living on the giving side. Now, as I go into this, let me just say, the Bible teaches tithing. Tithing is honoring the Lord with the tenth of our income. And I have to credit, it was my mother that taught me to tithe. I can remember as a boy, my allowance, my mom would talk to us about uh, giving to the Lord, and she, she instilled that in me even as a boy. And so I, I credit learning that. Mom, mom tithed all of her life. That was just a part of, of, of mom, and she instilled that in me, and I credit that. So the day Denise and I got married, 
we started to tithe. Can I just say, anyone, you're, you're, you're single and you're engaged, you're going to get engaged and you're in a relationship and you think it may go there, there may be, this may be the one. When you begin to talk about career and values and kids and where you want to live and, and who's going to manage uh, the finance and all of those things, have a discussion about tithing. Denise and I, before we married, had a discussion about tithing, that we were going to honor the Lord with the tithe. And through our life, whether it's an automobile or a new couch or whatever the case may be, we, we never used the tithe for that. In fact, we would adjust it. We would give our tithe and then we would calibrate when we could buy the new couch or take the vacation because we always honored the Lord with the tithe. My mother taught me that. It was my father-in-law that taught me generosity. My father-in-law. My father-in-law's in heaven. But my father-in-law practiced tithing. But my father-in-law had a conversation with me one time, and he said, every time I go to church, I'm going to give in an offering. For every project, I'm going to give in an offering. Every, whether it's a missionary or a project they're doing or a feeding program or to provide Gideon Bibles, whatever the case it is, he says, I'm going to always give it an offering. And he told me this. He said, I never want to miss an opportunity to give to God. Back in those days, now my, this is the way my pastor did it when I was a kid. We don't do it this way. But my pastor, if the church needed a new roof, you know what he would do? He would just get up and say, we need $1,000 for a new roof. Uh, I'm going to give $50, and I need, I need 20 other people to give 50. And he would start counting hands. How many remember offerings being taken that way? Do you remember that, anyone? Well, that's the way it was when I was a kid. Now, I'm glad we don't do it that way today, okay? Don't, don't be afraid. I'm not going to start... I'm not going to start auctioning off the roof to people, okay? Don't get worried about that. But what I want you to know is I always notice when my pastor did that, my father-in-law's hand was the first one to go up. My father-in-law taught me to be generous to the Lord. And I, I, I honored the Lord with the tithe, but my father-in-law put a challenge in me to be generous. What is generosity? It's when you... It's when you share and give freely and abundantly. It's sharing and giving freely and abundantly. And the Bible invites us to honor the Lord and be generous, to be generous. And I want to share with you, if I can for a moment, our one day to feed the world report. I want to share with you what we did last week. And for those who are new, let me just, let me just acquaint you. One time a year... One time a year in, in October, we set a time aside in which we invite this church body to give a special love gift, to generously give a special love gift. And we call it our one day to feed the world. And many people like me and others, they give one day's wages one time a year in order to feed children in third world countries in the poorest regions of the world and feed them. This year, we're feeding 1,100 children every day this year in third world countries. Every day, today, we're feeding. Well, let me share with you, we had our best one-day offering last weekend. You gave 
$172,232 to the one day to feed the world. Our largest one day we've ever had. You generously gave. You abundantly gave. And because of that, Next year in 2022, this church will be feeding over 1,400 children every day in the poorest regions. That's in Haiti and Tanzania and, and Honduras and the, the poor, some of the poorest regions of the world where there is no social network. You're going to feed a child. And we say to God be the glory. Yes. Thank you for living on the giving side. I've determined there's three traits of generosity. Trait number one, if, if for a person to be generous, it, it's determined by, by the size of the gift measured by their capacity. The size of their gift measured by their capacity. What do you mean? Well, someone on a, on a fixed income or minimum wage income versus somebody that uh, has much more means. It's not the size, it's the size measured by their capacity. Last week, I got a report. A family was home watching online. They heard the One Day to Feed the World Challenge, and their daughter, Kennedy, walked into the other room. And mother was caught. What is she doing? She got a piece of paper, and she was writing a letter, and she was taking money out of her piggy bank because she wanted to give to feed a child in, in the poor areas, in the poor regions of the world. I don't know what she gave. I dare say she may have been the most generous one that gave last weekend. She just was giving all she had. I don't know what was in that piggy bank, and her mother was just so moved by it. Can I tell you? That's what it's about. It's, it's not the amount. It's it's the amount measured by our capacity. For example, if, if you're eating pizza and there's two slices of pizza and you give me one, that's very generous of you. But if you eat the two pieces and you hand me the crust on the edge and say this is your, that's not generous, okay? Okay? You know, it's, it's, it's what you give in proportion to what you have, okay? If you give me one pepperoni on one pizza, that's not generous. So what, what is generosity is when we freely and abundantly give proportioned by our capacity. Number two, I've noticed, the second trait of generosity, it's the speed of giving. The speed of giving. I've noticed generous people just quickly and spontaneous resp spontaneously respond. Oh, I want to be a part of that. I'm going to do that. They, they're on board at the moment. They just jump in. It's this. If somebody is thirsty, they need water today. They don't need water next Thursday. Don't come in next Thursday with a bottle of water. Say, you know, I thought about it. You said last Thursday you were thirsty, and I thought about it, and I prayed about it, so here's your bottle of water. You're too late. I was thirsty last week, okay? It's the speed of giving. And number three trait, it's the spirit of the giver, the spirit of the giver. Have you ever had somebody give you something and you knew there were strings attached to it, you know? 
Uh, have you ever had somebody say, here, I'm giving you this and uh, just want you to know it's expensive. And we, we really couldn't afford it. And we had to do without to it, and, and they, they began to elaborate on it. And you, you, you feel uh, ill at ease even receiving the gift. It's the spirit of the giver. The Bible, the New Testament, go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Here, the Bible is going to teach on giving. I'm going to read a couple of verses for us. But to understand these verses, we need to understand the economy of that day, the culture of that day. Now, they didn't have, they didn't have debit cards. They didn't have credit cards. They didn't have bank accounts. They didn't have 401Ks. They, they didn't have Bitcoin. They, they didn't have the commerce we had. They, didn't, they weren't in the area of high tech. They, no, what it was, it was an agrarian economy. They were farmers. They would plant their crops. They would harvest from their crops, and then they would go into the marketplace, and they would sell. That was their economy. They plant it, they grow it, they harvest it, they take it to the marketplace, they sell it, they get their income, and from the income of that, they would buy other things. They might buy goat, they might buy some sheep, they might buy materials to build another room on their house, but that is, that is how the economy worked. And in that agrarian economy, God uses the illustration of the planting of the seed in the soil and the harvest coming out to teach on giving. Let's look, verse number six. It begins by saying this, remember this. Now God wants you to remember everything he says. Everything God teaches in scripture, God wants us to remember because we believe the Bible to be divinely inspired. This is God's word. But he says of this verse, this is one I'm gonna underscore. It's like the Holy Spirit took a, a yellow highlighter and highlighted says make sure your eye catches this it reminds us of when Jesus told the disciples at the last supper do this in remembrance of me he's emphasizing remember this whoever that means it works for me and it works for you that means it works if you're unemployed employed that means if you're at the bottom of the economic scale or at the top of the economic scale whether you're in college or high school uh, whether you're middle-aged doesn't matter whoever so sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap sparingly. Here it is, agrarian, agrarian economy. If you plant just a few rows of vegetables, you're going to just get a smaller harvest. But if you will till soil and you'll plant more seed in the soil, you'll have a, a more generous harvest will come to you. They understand that. So he goes to verse number seven, and he unpacks this. Each of you should give whatever you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And here God is teaching us about living on the giving side. And God is saying it works just like it, it does in the planting of your crops. The more seed you put in, the bigger harvest. And God is saying there's a spiritual principle there. And here what it here's here it here it is. Giving, giving is not the root of God's love. It's the fruit of God's love. 
unpack that a moment, okay? Just let that sink in a moment. Giving is not the root of God's love. We don't give to get God to love us. We, we don't give God an offering. We don't do something for God to love us. Can I tell you, God loves us when we were unlovable. John 3, 6, and for God so loved the world, what did he do? He gave his only begotten son, not because we deserved it, because we didn't deserve it. We don't do anything to merit God's love. Giving to God is not going to get God to love you more. Don't think that, that we appease or we buy or we purchase or we merit God's love. God's love is freely given to us. We don't give in order to get God's love in our life. Giving is not the root of God's love. It's the fruit of God's love. We give to the Lord because he does love us. It's a product. It's the response. It's because God, what he has done for us, and of our heart we freely love and worship him and give generously. We live on God's giving side out of love, not to get God's love. Amen? Are you with me? That's what God is teaching. Let's go down to verse number eight if we can. Verse number eight. For God is able to bless you abundantly. Notice there are four alls in this verse. So that in all things, your business, your family, your economy, your career, at all times, whether the dial is up or the dial is down, whether, whether it's a time of prosperity, economic prosperity, or, or a time of recession, doesn't matter, at all times, Having all you need, yes. Not all you greed, all you need. God will provide your need, so you will abound in every, one version says, in all good works. God says that those who live on the giving side, in all things, at all times, in all situations, all things work for the good for them if we live on the giving side. For just a moment, I just want to tell you some of, our testimony, Denise and I determined. My mother taught me tithing. My father-in-law taught me generosity. And we have just determined we want to live on the giving side of God. When this church was founded 20, excuse me, 35 years ago, when Denise and I planted this church 35 years ago, and we've had the privilege of pastoring here for 35 years, we started this church, we sold our house, took all the equity of our house, put it in the church to, to use to start the church, and then I went down to the bank and borrowed $2,500 against my car. We put everything we own. Why? Because we believe in living on the giving side of God. And we said we're just going to trust the Lord on everything. And can I tell you, God just, God has blessed us in so many ways. God's been sweet to us. And we have just determined we can't outgive God. God is just good. You can't outgive God. When my father-in-law went to heaven, a great man, a faithful believer in the church, my father-in-law went to heaven. My wife had received a, a small inheritance, not enough to buy a house, but enough to buy a nice car. And when she got her inheritance, we both looked at each other and we said, we're to give that away, and we know that. So we chose projects and ministries to give that away. 
We just, we're going to live on the giving side. A few years back, the church, I think it was for our 30th anniversary here, they just blessed us and, and it was so kind. <clears throat> you folks did and received an offering and we didn't know about it. And, and you gave it to us. And I still remember that, that Sunday. We were in church and they called Denise up on the platform with me and they brought the offering, a $12,000 offering. We have never had a $12,000 offering. It was a big check that they had printed out and had our name. My name was this big on it. Can I tell you? Pay to the order of Dim and Denise Ryan. And they brought it out and handed it to us. And we had in our hand that $12,000 check. And we held on to it for just two or three minutes. And I knew right then we were trying to bring technology into the student ministry where middle school and high school students were to have screens and projectors like we have here. And I knew what we needed. I'd already looked at the order. We needed $11,500 to, to buy those cameras and to buy those projectors so the teenagers would have technology in their service. So we held on to the check for a few moments. We relished it, and we turned right around. And I said, church, I want to give this to the student ministry to buy the equipment they need right there. Can I tell you, that warmed our heart. That warmed our heart. But I felt like I needed to do something for Denise, okay? I gave, I gave her, her half of that away, so I, I, I needed to do something for Denise. This is true. I told her after service, babe, I'm going to take you someplace special to eat. I did. That Sunday night, we went to Sonic. We sat out there on that patio we got the brown bag special. They used to have a brown bag special. You could get two burgers and two fries and, and two Cokes. And I thought, you know what, Denise, with the, 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 we were so generous. I bet God won't put one calorie in those French fries. So you can have all you want. And I'll tell you what, our heart was happy and good. Why? We have just decided we're going to live on the giving side of God. Four different times we've given cars away. Yes, instead of trading them in. We, uh, there was a young lady in the church. She was going to college. She needed a car. Mom and dad couldn't afford it, and we knew it. And we were going to trade a car in. We said, Denise and I said, no, we know who this needs to go to. So I took it down and put new tires on it, new hoses, and had it tuned up. And, and had it just anything that could, you know, if I'm going to give, I want to be a blessing. And I, I don't want to give somebody something that's not good. Are you with me? I want to be a blessing. And we got it, and we turned it over and signed the title to her and said, this is because we love you and we want to encourage you. I'm just saying, live on the giving side of God. I, I, I tell you proudly, I have a life insurance policy that this church is the beneficiary of. Because the day I go to heaven, I'm going to give an offering to God. That's just the way it's I told Denise, I don't, want, I don't want flowers on my casket. I want offering envelopes. That's right. I spent my whole life building and 
Bible schools in third world countries and feeding children. I said, don't you dare put flowers there. Take an offering out and feed children in some area of the world. I want to go to heaven and I want to bless somebody. I'm going to live my life on the giving side of God. And with that in mind, I'll just share this with you. I've determined blessings flow to the giving side. Blessings will flow to the giving side. What am I saying? If you'll give your spot in line to somebody, God will bring you to the front of the line next time. If you'll just do it. If you'll just say, God, I'm, I'm going to give my spot in line. I'm going to bless somebody. I'm going to bless somebody. God will see that you get promoted to the front of the line next time. Every income tax refund we have, we have a standard principle. We give half of our income tax refund every year to a special ministry project, and we've done that for years. No matter what it is, we know half of it is going to go into the ministry. We've given it away to feeding programs. I've given it away to building programs in the church. I've, we're just going to... We're going to live on the giving side of God because blessing flows on the giving side. Yes. You give and God will give to you. You give and God will just, God will just shout. God will be sweet to you. God will be sweet to you. I remember one time I was in church and uh, was shaking hands and walked by. And I told the guy, I said, I like your tie. And so he starts undoing his tie. I said, no, no. He said, no, I'm going to give you my tie. I said, no, I didn't do that to get your tie. He said, no, I told my wife this morning, if the pastor compliments my tie, I'm going to give it. So what he told me, I said, well, you know, I, I like your car too. <laughs> I didn't get that. I got a tie out of that. I didn't get a car, okay. <laughs> but he handed me, I'll tell you, I have a tie. And every time I see that tie, I, I, I think about that. Blessing flows to the giving side. It's a few years back. Uh, it happened. Uh, it happened a Saturday night. Saturday night. Denise got sick. Denise got sick. And uh, girls were smaller. And we're. I already got dressed for church. And Denise passed out at the house. I didn't know what to do. I was in the front. The girls were crying. They were babies, small kids, and. They were crying, their mother. I was concerned. I, I didn't know what to do. I was frantic. And I, 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 you know, sometimes you don't think right when you're in those moments. You're, I, I should have dialed 911. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I tried to carry her to the car. A guy's walking down the road jogging, and I flagged him up, and he helped me put Denise in the car. And I drove to her to the hospital. Kids were still in their pajamas. The doctor did a battery of tests and uh, told me, said, well, she is, she's losing blood. Yeah, she's losing blood. She, she needs four units of blood right now. She's, she's hemorrhaging somewhere. And I, 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 I don't know what to do. I just, my, my world stopped. I'm talking about blessings flow to the giving side. She was in the hospital for about four or five days. They ran every test to scope this way, scope that way. Doctor after doctor after doctor after doctor came in. And this is literally what happened. By the next weekend, the doctor came in. I think it was on a Friday. He said, that is, we're going to dismiss your, your wife. 
And he said, the only thing I can diagnose is she had a bleeding ulcer to lose that much blood. I said, an ulcer? How can anybody live with me and have an ulcer? That just doesn't seem right. Okay? <laughs> that just doesn't seem right, does it, huh? <laughs> yeah. But here's what he said. She had to have a bleeding ulcer but it must have fixed itself because we can find no evidence of it. She's not losing blood anymore. I'm talking about blessings flow to the giving side. Yeah. It doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. I had to go down to check her out. I went to a little office downtown. and they brought me in a cubicle and door closed behind me and the lady comes out and uh, gave her the insurance card. We had one of those... 80, 20, you pay the deductible, and then you pay the deductible on your part 20%. And she told me what my 20% was, what our deductible was. I didn't have it. I didn't know what it's going to do. Well, I just pay it out. I don't know what else to do. They have insurance. I'll just do the very best I can. She said, well, let me get your data in. What do you do? I said, I pastor a church. And she paused. She said, excuse me. She steps out. She comes back in. And she said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to wipe away that 20%. And you do the deductible. Well, she didn't know. That's all we had. We had it. That's all we had. And God just wiped that out. Tell you, live on the giving side and God can give back to you. Denise never had to go back to another doctor again after that. Never had a problem. Tell you, God's just been good to us. God just showers and weighs his faithfulness. Live on the giving side and watch what God can do in your life. Whether you give your heart to God, give your business to God. Dedicate your home to the Lord. Dedicate your children to the Lord. Say, everything I have, God, is yours. And I'm just going to be the wise steward of it and see what God can do. Let me pray for you. Father, Thank you for the invitation that you bless us and enrich us in so many ways beyond what we could even calculate. There are people that have been blessed into this, in this audience here and they can't even report that income because you've, you've given them blessings in ways they'll never have to pay taxes on it. You've, you've kept them healthy and safe and that there has been generational sicknesses that they never inherited. And some have been on medicines and all of a sudden they've been weaned off expensive medicines. They've had job opportunities. They've been promoted beyond, beyond what their education or their experience has been. They've just had unusual favor come into their life. They were able to secure a loan for a home and and God, you just, you've opened doors for them time and time again. You've watched over them and favored them. And they see the blessing of the Lord. 
They've seen the goodness of the Lord in their life in so many ways. And your word teaches us just to live on the giving side. And it inspires us to give our worship, our praise, our heart unto the Lord. To trust you in all areas. And there's somebody here, God, they're at a moment right now. They have been faithful with the tithe. They have been faithful in giving. And they're in a moment in a season they need to see the favor of God. They're facing something. Something is looming before them that they need one of those special God moments to come in to help them to secure that house, to help them untangle a legal issue, to help them, God, navigate through a situation. God, in the name of Jesus, go ahead of them. Provide for them. God, bless them and enrich them. God, take care of them. Let it be evident that there is a supernatural blessings upon them because of your goodness and your faithfulness in our life. And I pray that over God's people in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us today.